Hello team, it's Pam here from Alt Marketing School. I have a question for you right now and that is what would happen if you could market to hearts and not brains? What would you think would happen if you knew that you could make the world a better place with positive impact marketing but putting purpose and results first? If you want to find out, then come and join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Our six-week digital bootcamp for professionals who want to do marketing differently and advance their career along the way. Join me and our six incredible teachers to learn how to advance your career with confidence by applying effective systems and frameworks to the latest trends. The next cohort is coming up soon, so I would love to have you join us. And all you have to do is apply to join at altmarketingschool.com slash learn. Go to altmarketingschool.com slash learn to apply for the next cohort of All Marketing School certification. Hello and welcome to Make an Impact Show, a podcast run by Creative Impact Co. Our mission is to help creatives grow their business, hone their marketing, and share their stories via outstanding content. Hello team and welcome back to the Make an Impact Show. It's Fab here and I'm so excited to be back after a really, really long week for the launch of the new baby book, Reclaim Your Time Off, that came out last week. I hope you got your copy and I cannot wait to hear what you thought about the book and what you have learned so far. However, today I'm here with a little gift for you. Last week was the week of the Reclaim Your Time Off Festival, where we learned how to stop being overworked, take care of our mental health and redefine success. So for the next two weeks, we're going to share with you two of our favorite talks that came out of the festival. These talks are in collaboration with our friends at Audrey, who support podcasters growing their shows. First up, we're going to learn more about the lovely Giorgio Savides from the Hip Hop Orchestra. I'm very excited to share with you the journey of a fellow podcaster, host, and overall creative and human. I hope that these interviews can inspire you to redefine success for yourself. These are actually recordings from the festival, so it's a bit different than our usual podcast episodes. However, we're talking to podcasters, so you can definitely get the vibe of the chat. I really hope this can inspire you. Once again, if you haven't already, make sure that you check out Reclaim Your Time Off, the three-step solution to overworking, which is now out, and you can buy it from everywhere, including Waterstone, Amazons, Foils, and even the independent bookshops. Good afternoon, Giorgio. Good afternoon, Fab. How are you? I am excellent. And I'm feeling slightly, how can I say, outnumbered by the amount of things that you have for your setting with the microphone and everything. <laughs> I just got a very simple setup. You're already a pro. I love that. You know what? Sometimes simple is a better one, so I don't blame you at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. And to be honest, I understand why you have the amazing setup. I want to make sure that everybody else does. So I'm going to just kick off by asking you to tell us a bit more about yourself. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're here to talk about the podcast related to the Hip Hop Orchestra, which is obviously what you do as well. So I'll mm-hmm. let you talk a bit about you and about both of the projects, and then we'll jump on to the rest. 
No problem. Thank you so much. So as you just said there, my name is George Savides, uh, mainly a teacher. That's my main job, a music teacher in primary school. But I also run the Hip Hop Orchestra, which I started nine years ago uh, with the intentions of changing both perceptions of classical and hip hop music. And since we began that nine years ago, we've done some of the most amazing things, such as giving TED Talks, to giving winning awards, to work with people at BBC One Extra, major events, major companies, major artists. It's been a truly incredible journey. And I couldn't have asked for anything better. And because of that, I wanted to start a podcast at the beginning of 2020, actually, in January, to actually share some of these stories, actually, some of the pioneer scenes, moments, who we are in more detail and why, and also to share kind of the behind-the-scenes moments that people don't know about, like the ups and downs, because with things like social media, people always see this kind of perfect image of everything, and they don't know the hardship that we have to go through in order to get where we are in life. So I started the podcast as a kind of, as a kind of subpar thing to my orchestra, really, which is called the Hip Hop Orchestra Presents. And I introduced who we are in more detail, who I am, what I do in the orchestra as well, whilst talking to my orchestra members as well, what they do on the side as well, and just show who we are in more detail, really. And in addition to that as well, I also talked to some of the most amazing guests within in music, the art, film, and just showcase their journeys as well of how they got to where they are today and why and how, really. And now that I've done almost 80 episodes now, so I've released 60, I'll be releasing episode 63 today as of this conversation with another 60 more to release over the next sort of few months, which is fantastic. And yeah, it's been my brand new addiction, actually. I cannot stop doing podcasts. It's such an amazing, fun thing to do because... I started off, well, I still am to this day actually, but I'm a very kind of shy person, very introverted, and I found talking to people very difficult. And you think that I wouldn't do a podcast because of that, but it's actually brought me out of my shell even more now. And it's just helped my social skills beyond belief now as well, because as part of my kind of journey as well, I also talk about some of my personal problems. Like I have kind of major dyspraxia as well. So that kind of hinders me a lot in terms of talking to people or doing work I think that organizational skills memory coordination these things badly get affected so I wanted to kind of also ask another reason why I thought the podcast was to help inspire people too that if I can do what I can do then you definitely can do it so I share some amazing stories with loads of amazing people my orchestra family some amazing guests and we've got a lot more coming so there we go that's exciting and thank you so much for giving us okay. the lowdown in the background <laughs> and you know what and I I appreciate what you're saying there because I am the same like the when you start talking to people you realize that you have a platform that allows you to approach maybe people that you wouldn't have thought of or, or even wanted to approach ever before and actually pick their brains learn it about their story is such a thing that naturally you know people probably wouldn't be able to do that with you or they wouldn't have the time but by allowing them also to get to a wider platform mm -hmm. is a benefit from from both levels and I think it's something that we don't realize as much so I can definitely empathize with you on that <laughs> thank you and actually by the way you are like with the lovely smile you have and everything else I would never say that you're shy so again <laughs> the podcast is doing you good I'll tell you that much you. I really am but you know what if I'm doing a good job then that's all I care about so thank you 
And actually, a fun fact, which some people might know if they're watching this, I used to be a music journalist, so I'm quite used to actually interviewing people. And it's one of the things that I enjoy the most. And I think actually, and I want to ask you about this, hmm. holding the space, whether it's, as you say, uh, the orchestra members or some people that you don't know, I think it's a big job when it comes to being a podcaster when it comes to be sharing those stories so you said that the journey itself has helped you evolve in so many ways so mm. I wanted to ask you as a, again as a podcaster but also as an interviewer what have you learned or what has changed for you when it comes to being able to connect with people there usually wouldn't have and they would have never met before yeah it's actually going back to the social school social schools actually where I've always been pretty okay at talking to people but the more I do podcasting, it's helped me so much more. I mean, I've, I've always been told I'm a good listener, which is good. But even just doing the podcast, it's just helped me to just listen even more to what people are saying and just allowing them to actually talk about whatever it might be. Because when I listen to podcasts, which, like I said earlier, I'm addicted to, I get really annoyed where people, where especially the host or the interviewer is always interrupting the guest. I mean, they're on your podcast to share whatever stories they might be sharing, whether it's a good one, a very personal story, story whatever it might be, yet you're, you keep interrupting them. And that is something that I've, that's like a pet peeve of mine. So doing the podcast, A, I found it really difficult myself at the start, but now it's like, a, it's like second nature now. But it's just helped me tremendously with social skills. I mean, whether it's thinking of questions on the spot or just letting the guests talk about whatever problems they might have found hard to talk about before because I've mentioned a few times on my podcast actually where I didn't think of this until afterwards but podcasting kind of in a way is like therapy because people don't always talk about what they might be going through whether it's a personal problem or work problem or family matter whatever it might be but yet if you just sit there and listen to them and let them kind of open up to you whatever feeling might be they come back to me saying, thank you. Like, thank you for just listening to me and talking to me. I feel so much better. And what you're doing is fantastic. So thank you. And it's these moments that make me feel so good. So it's just helped me in that kind of space, that kind of realm of social skills, listening to people and helping people. Because I've always loved helping people. So if I see someone, say, doing a great job, whether it's in film or art or music, and I want to learn from that person too, then just chat to them and see how they did it and let them open up and share their journeys with me. And I really appreciate that. I really do. And it's been one of the best things I've ever done in my life, actually. So, yeah, it's helped me tremendously and hopefully my guests too. I love what you mentioned that, which is a skill in itself. So I'm mm -hmm. going to go back to your pet peeve of, uh, <laughs> you know, interrupting and trying to want to add what, you, what you're thinking or your comments. And I think it's really holding that space is what makes a difference between a great host and obviously just a host and it is as I say is a skill because I want people to understand that it might not come natural because in um especially in a physical setting like I used mm -hmm. to do our podcast make an impact show I have two but that one we used to do in person but then you know people come around London I know we're both in the UK so it was easier also because you know when you're talking you know when the other person is talking there's almost an element of visual cues that really tell you like when you're taking that break but already when you are being in a smaller screen but potentially some delays, potentially you're looking at yourself as well as you're looking at the other person. I think you miss some of these cues. So it's almost getting comfortable with potentially a couple of moments of silence to allow the person to close off and finish what they are saying. And it is not as easy at first as we might think, because we need to be conscious about making that choice and then reminding ourselves of doing that. Definitely, 100%. 
those visual cues as well are a huge thing that I noticed as well, actually, because like, like what I said earlier, I've always been kind of good at kind of listening to people or always have been, but with the visual cues as well, it's helped me immensely to whether they, whether they might seem uncomfortable about something or they're finishing a sentence or they're about to finish, whatever it might be. So it's just helped me to notice those little details. And like you said, it is even harder now on a smaller screen, but it's just helped me to take notice of the little details of, of maybe their posture or how they say something where they're really comfortable talking about something or might not be. So it's just, this comes with practice, with anything really, which is practice. So as part of my practice as well is I love to study as much as possible. So whether it's listening to people just by audio or watching them too, and seeing what works for them and what doesn't and kind of implementing into your kind of approach too. So if someone kind of approaches interviews as different to how you would approach something, yet you might like say one or two bits and put it into how you do it and just practice. Because I do find talking very difficult, but obviously with practice, I'm fine now. But even I obviously get nervous now sometimes, maybe it's been talking in public or whatever it might be. It's just a matter of studying, practicing, and just asking questions as well when you need to. Because people, I do think, I think people sometimes get a bit nervous or they don't feel like they need to ask questions about things. They think they, know, they might know everything, yet they might not do. So it's no harm in asking, say, if you don't understand something, just ask. So ask, study, practice, and listen too. And then just implement all the bits that you like into your approach and then just take it from there. See, teachers are the best <laughs> students. That's what I say. Exactly. I, I can relate to that. <laughs> that can relate Thank you. To that. And I love what you mentioned there because I think it really helps you almost doing a tailored research. Again, going back to my past life as a, obviously a music journalist. I think you can relate obviously as a musician. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you probably had loads of interviews. And one of the things that I remember one of the biggest praises I got was, oh, you asked really interesting questions. Mm -hmm. Because you see the musicians, bless, no offense, but <laughs> I used to work with a lot of musicians that would get interviewed like when something was launching for like, like three weeks straight, mm -hmm. same questions. And so I wanted to bring something different. I wanted to let them stop and actually think because it will get used about it so long. And I think by thinking about that, mm -hmm. I apply the same, the same principle when it comes to other people because I think now with podcasts or any sort of other interviews, people might get asked a lot of questions. You have a book coming out, you have another reason to be really active and you want to make sure that they actually feel like you took that time to just understand them a bit better mm -hmm. and just kind of like get the real flair of who they are. And I think that's such a big reminder. So I love that you mentioned that. Thank you. <laughs> but that's so important as well, actually. And going back to what you said about the kind of therapy thing as well, just part of the podcast is just to listen to people and take those visual cues, like you said, and learn when to maybe jump in or say something and help them. And you need to you just let, let people talk. And what I do, and part of my podcast too as well, before I record, I always hit that first say a couple of minutes just to talk to them, make them feel comfortable too. And I always let them know in advance what I'm gonna talk about and if there's anything they wanna talk about or not talk about just in case. Cause taking that extra couple of minutes before the podcast, just to make them feel comfortable, I feel it makes them a better guest actually in a way. You should allow them to kind of express what they wanna talk about. And if you talk about things that you might not be comfortable with, that, that kind of just kind of puts them in the shelf, if that makes sense. So go over any details 
that they want to go through, like, say like, for instance, like a book, like you mentioned, or whatever it might be, like a brand new video, a brand new single EP, and then just take it from there and research that guest as well. Because what I realized as well, a big thing with guests is they love it when you research details about them. They love it. And people might say they don't like talking about themselves, but secretly they do. So what I love to do is research the guests thoroughly and go over details that they might have forgotten about or wherever it might be. And say, oh, you did this, didn't you, years ago? Like, oh, my God, yeah, I forgot about that. Wow. How do you know about that? I was like, I did my homework. Don't worry. But I love getting that reaction of people going, oh, you did your homework, didn't you? Like, yeah, I did. So that allows them to kind of open up a bit more and just express themselves more. And it makes for a much better episode, a more relaxed one too, because that's how I approach my episodes is just keep it very relaxed make it funny or relax and just allow them to be themselves basically I don't try and force them to be anything they're not so I just allow them to express themselves be comfortable and just talk really just talk and I think that's great because it goes back to the idea that you're starting that relationship that then might continue because there might be other reasons why you're going to be in touch in the future mm-hmm. or there might be other ways that you want to support each other it really helps getting people to remember you and it sounds really weird but these days it's hard because we're it all is. busy and we all connect, especially online with so many people. So I think it's a little small touch, which I love. Now, I'm going to go slightly deeper into the actual process of connecting and chatting and finding new guests and kind of connecting with people. You obviously are part of the Audrey community, mm-hmm. so you definitely use that as well. And first, I'm going to ask you a double question. Okay. <laughs> uh, first one is, how, how have you been using Audrey for yourself or for the podcast? How has mm-hmm. it been working for you? And secondly, what has been the best aspect of it, the best, you know, well, how has it helped you basically when it comes to the podcast itself? For sure. So I remember about six, seven months ago, Audrey reached out to me actually to help me actually with the podcast. They explained who they were and immediately I thought they are amazing. So for anyone that doesn't know Audrey too much, it's basically a collab- collaborative platform where you can find other podcasts to find guests basically. And I found some truly amazing guests on there. I could go give a shout out to a couple of people actually. Adriel Smiley, because like a brother to me, he runs the Cool Table podcast and also Album Mode podcast too. So check them out too. Also, Kimmy Dixon, who runs Hyper Tribe and plugged into podcasts. Amazing guests, lovely people too. And the way I'd be using it is say I get stuck on who to approach, maybe for instance, go into Audrey and you can research particular subjects of guests. So, for instance, if you want to find, say, a doctor maybe or someone who's in music or film or whatever it might be you can find those guests and then you can um, reach out to them explain who you are and then take it from there and then that's a brand new guest for your platform and vice versa too and you've also got a brand new contact too so Audrey is amazing that's how, exactly how I've been using it basically just to find extra guests for the show and I've found some amazing people so it's been really really good can I ask you related to that? Because again, it's, I think it's, it's a gold mine in itself because yeah. unless you have a big network, but also sometimes within your network, you might be talking to the same people. So it's mm-hmm. good to be able to get outside of that. So my question within that would be, in general, obviously also within Audrey, because that's also sometimes where you start that conversation. How, what has been the best way for you, or the most effective way for you to pitch a new guest? You know, whether it's a message in Audrey to say hello, whether it's mm-hmm. an email, what have you found that really works for you and for your guests as well? You know what? The Hip Hop Orchestra sells itself, actually. Just the name, actually. I think what I made it because, like I said, yeah, that actually sells itself. The same. I, I run the Hip Hop Orchestra, plus I run this podcast too, talking to basically kind of, kind of 
big yourself up in a big in a big way. So obviously I'm I'm the least big headed person in the world, but I use the orchestra and the platform as my selling point. So if you approach, say, like going back to what you said a minute ago about, say you want to find, say, a doctor, for instance, or where it might be, just say, this is my approach. So dear such and such, my name is such and such. I run the such and such podcast, which introduces truly inspirational guests within a field of whatever you might be doing. I truly love your work and I'd be honored to do a podcast episode with you. Is this something you'd be interested in? And nine out of 10 times this works. And you get the odd person that might not be comfortable about talking about, not just about talking about anything in general, really, because some people do have not a fear of talking, but they might find it really, really hard to talk about wherever you might be. They might be the most knowledgeable person in their in their field, but nine out of 10 times, it really works. And people do love to share their news and knowledge about things. So just say who you are, what you do, and what you're aiming to do with your podcast. And most of the time, it really, really works. So that's exactly what I do. That's awesome. And on top of that, do you find that you would naturally, in some of these first approaches, maybe suggest also a way to do a podcast swap or to find a way to collaborate further the other way around? Or is it something that usually you would do potentially afterwards? Maybe you mentioned it during the interview, because I think that's a lot of power also in then finding a way potentially if the podcasts have some synergies to take things further. But I know that some people struggle with it or they feel mm. a bit conscious about asking that as well. You know what? It is, a, it is quite a hard thing to ask for, actually. But because of what Audrey represents, it is collaborative. So if you put exactly what you want to do as well, say, I'm looking for guests, plus I want to approach on other people's too, then that's exactly what you should do. Say, I love to feature on yours one day too, if that's possible, and vice versa. And it works really, really well because people are always looking for guests as well. And people are looking for content too. And in the age of social media, the more content you can create and make on a regular basis, then people are there for that. Because that's another thing why I want to start the podcast too, actually, going back a bit, actually, is because of the hip hop orchestra, and especially now with due to COVID, things are obviously much harder. People can't perform as much and so forth. This just shares so many more stories and is and more of a regular kind of regular outcome of social social content. So whilst you're emailing a personal message on Audrey, just say to him, I'd love to feature on your podcast one day too, and vice versa. What do you feel about that? And people are love to just take it. And the good thing as well is if you've got um, a catalog of work to show them as well, that always helps too. Say, this is what I do, say with my business. These are some of my sort of personal favorite episodes and clips. Check it out. If this is what you like, then we'll take it from there. And people always want to come back to you, say, oh, I love what you do. It's brilliant. Clips. I would do recommend as well making, making clips of your podcast as well and putting them on as many platforms as possible. So having both video and audio, because the more ways you can showcase your work in different ways to make have, have a bigger audience, that always works. So have audio and video on as many platforms as possible. And Audrey is fantastic. I actually agree with that in general. I think mm. that mention of having clips and snippets first of all you can use them again when you're pitching or when you're showing people what the actual interview style is about but mm -hmm. also is really helpful for when you're promoting it because you can actually showcase what the real conversation is and it's such a such a most, more powerful way to get people to be invested in it mm -hmm. and also I find that I mean I'm not 
as good as you when it comes to giving people like the tea of all the questions because I I fly high I just go I'm like I want to ask you about this now let's let's go down let's go deep mm-hmm. and I know it can be hard but I just say to people literally listen to one episode that's all I'm asking because you get just a full idea of some of the questions that you'll see but also the way that things flow because I think it's really important to give that like slight confidence also into the guests of what to expect because as you say, they might not feel comfortable doing a completely unscripted podcast for any reason, and that's fine. And I think being able to understand what the expectations are from both fronts is so, so important. Definitely. Very true. Very true. And I'm a big fan of that too, with Gone With The Flow too. I have my questions that I want to ask, but at the same time, just letting the conversation flow, because you might think of a question on the spot they never thought of before. And at the same time, though, I love, I love, the, I love the natural conversation, but at the same time, be prepped for as much as possible too, because what I realized is you might have prepped in your mind the order of the questions, but they might have answered the question coming up later on in the conversation. You think, ah, oh, damn, I wish I would have saved up later on. So, but the more you prep, the more you can make it seem like a more natural conversation, if that makes sense. So have your answers ready and they might answer a later one question, but if you're prepped, prepped enough for it, you can then like, oh, you did that, didn't you? Like, oh, yeah, I did do that as well. So it makes him seem more natural. So, yeah, so it's a lot of hard work and, and prep, really. It's true, it's true. And I think, as you say, like being able to pick up something and that's probably the reason why I like to be able to go with the flow a bit more mm. because I know that I might have a great question, but then, you know, the person speaks for five minutes and actually they, they go past that moment and there is such a great point they made that and I don't want to lose that because that's what conversations are you go Mm -hmm. with where things are going and it's hard sometimes to bring back to Mm -hmm. five answers ago so no I'm a massive believer of that as well I have one more question for you okay (laughs) before you remind us where people can find more about you and that will be what is your own definition of success great question uh for me it's a live that you're comfortable in. If you're doing what you love every single day and you can look after the people around you, that for me is success as well. Because life is too short to not want to do what you want to do. If you're doing things, if you're wasting life doing things you hate or that don't bring you joy, that to me is not success. If you're doing what you love on a regular basis and you, and you can and you're healthy as well. Health for me is a big thing as well. Health is a huge thing for me. So if you're healthy and you're happy and you're living a good life, then that for me is a definition of success. I love that. That's <laughs> perfect. I mean, I will drop the mic, but then it will make a lot of noise. So we're not going to do that today. We're not going to drop the mic, but it's figurative. So if people want to find out more about you, about the podcast, about the orchestra, where yeah. should we go? Brilliant. Thank you so much. So you can find us everywhere, every social media platform. So with the orchestra, on Twitter is at the Hip Hop Orc, called Not Enough Characters. On Facebook is the Hip Hop Orchestra. So is YouTube. So is Instagram is at the Hip Hop Orchestra. And the podcast is called Hip Hop Orchestra Presents. And so you can find us on all major platforms Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, everywhere. Plus our clips as well, also available on separate pages. So if you type in Hip Hop Orchestra Presents clips, you can also find our clips on Instagram and YouTube too, with full episodes on YouTube too, plus every major platform. So we're literally everywhere. So we're easy to find. It's great. Thank you so much for having this chat and for taking the time. No, thank you so much as well. I'd really love to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check our show notes for more juicy goodness about this episode. If you loved it, 
please take some time to give us five stars on iTunes. And make sure that you let us know your ha-has and takeaways on Instagram at creativeimpactco. Also, you can find out more about us on our website at creativeimpact.group. <laughs>